Our text today is John chapter 12 and verses 20 and 21. And I think you'll see, at least I hope you'll see why we're looking at these verses today. Some of this has to do with just some things I've been listening to and pondering on. Some of it has to do with something that happened this weekend. So, uh, but there's a phrase here that has really, really um, intrigued me for several weeks. And um, I'll tell you why that is. But let's read the text first, and then, then I'll tell you why that is. So John chapter 12 and verse 20 says, And there were certain Greeks among them that came up to worship at the feast. The same came, therefore, to Philip, which was of Bethsaida of Galilee, and desired him, saying, Sir, we would see Jesus. That's as far as we're going to go. But those last words, sir, we would see Jesus. When I read those, I was reminded of um, the church we pastored in uh, Colorado. Um, I was the youth pastor there for 10 years and then 17 as the, as the, we'll just call it senior pastor, although I'm not real fond of that term, but um I was a youth pastor and then pastor for uh, 17 years. And in between those two, um, well, I became the pastor. And uh, and when I started preaching on a regular basis, I was always intrigued, although I had seen this before, but I really just hadn't paid a whole lot of attention to it, frankly. There was a little plaque on the pulpit that had these words on it, Sir, we would see Jesus. And um, over the course of a few weeks, uh, we saw a lot of church growth, and we ended up remodeling the auditorium. And with the with the auditorium remodel came a new pulpit. And so we moved that pulpit aside and put it in storage. And then we took that little plaque off and put it on the new pulpit. Well, it's been a few years since we been there and uh, when I read through this I thought of this and then last night as I was driving from Detroit Michigan to Cincinnati Ohio I was listening to a pastor preach and this was his text um, John chapter 12 verse well he went more into the book of John chapter 12 but he did read this text sir we would see Jesus and he commented on Something I remembered, but it's been a long time since I've even thought about it. He commented on a man by the name of Charles Simeon, who lived back in the 1700s. He was a very influential Anglican pastor in um, Cambridge, England. Um, <clears throat> he knew a lot of trial and difficulties in the pastorate, which kind of made me thinking about resigning on Monday and hiring on Monday night or Tuesday. And um, here's a man who was ordained at age 23 in 1782. So if your church history timeline goes off, this was the, the first great awakening had come and gone, both in America and in England. And there was now widespread drunkenness and prostitution and gambling and really the the elements of the slave trade all these things were wreaking havoc on on the culture 
And uh, Charles Simeon came into the pulpit of Holy Trinity Church and simply began preaching the gospel, preaching the good news of Jesus Christ. And the people rebelled. The people hated it. Uh, they despised the fact that he was young <laughs> and they despised the gospel, even though they were coming to church. And so uh, Charles Simeon came in one day and found out that all of the pews had the, had been locked. And if you've ever seen these type of things, there's, there's little doors on the end of the pews and they can be locked. And all of the pews had been locked so that nobody could sit in the pews. So Charles Simeon went out, <clears throat> got a bunch of benches and put benches at the end of the pews and uh, people would sit on the benches. Well, that lasted for a Sunday, I think, before the church warden uh, took all the benches and threw them out in the street. I mean, this is a church church family. <clears throat> threw them out in the street or on the parking lot, I guess, where all the carriages were, were parked. And then um, Charles Simeon wrote his resignation, but never submitted it. He just said, I'm just going to keep preaching the gospel. I'm just going to keep preaching. And uh, he preached as students from Cambridge would come and just stand in the aisles. So the pews were locked and the benches were gone. So they just stood in the aisles as he preached. And evidently, God just sent a great harvest of souls and interest, gospel interest. And uh, the church filled up and was crowded. And eventually, they unlocked the pews and people could come in and sit on the pews. And Charles Simeon preached in that church over 50 years. Um, and just kept preaching through gloomy days and mountaintop days, and he outlived all of his critics, and um, and his pulpit is still in that church today. Those of you from the from the UK probably don't know all this, but uh, um, it's a very ornate pulpit, and he had taken a small knife and carved into that pulpit where nobody else could see it except the, the preacher. He carved into that into this pulpit these words from John 12, and it, it, it defined his ministry. Um, it was the zeal behind everything he did. Sir, we would see Jesus. Just let them see Jesus. Just bring the searchers to Jesus. And so I got thinking about this, and I just thought this would be a, a very appropriate time to be praying that people would see Jesus. They've maybe been through a weekend. Maybe they've been talked to by you about their soul. God, I don't want them to see me. I don't want them to even remember my sermon. I don't want them to remember, unless it's obviously God's word. But uh, don't let me get in the way. I'm afraid sometimes people come to church and they remember the choir or they remember the greeter, which are all good things. Uh, they may, may remember the building or they maybe remember some idiosyncrasy the pastor has. But God, would they see Jesus? Would they see? So we pray for unbelievers. And God, would you hide my weaknesses in back of Jesus and let my husband and let my wife and let my child see Jesus? So I, I have to ask myself, even in uh, some churches I've been in recently, did they see Jesus as I preached? Um, 
I really got thinking about this as uh, I was in Detroit. My my daughter talked talk to me about a a girl. There's a, a a girl that she's made the acquaintance with because her dad has been witness to for 14 years from a coworker that he has, and uh, at her church. And uh, right about Good Friday, his 19 year old daughter came to him and said, "Dad, what's what's this Good Friday all about?" And he said, well, I don't know. That's a church thing. And the daughter said, well, why don't we go to church and find out? And so they actually went to church on Easter Sunday and just to find out what Good Friday meant. And they got so burdened with the the message of the gospel that this 19-year-old came to the pastor's wife and said, this is the first time I've ever heard this. This is amazing. Um, could I talk to somebody more about this? She saw she, she saw Jesus, and so the pastor's wife showed her to my daughter, who um, they head up the college ministry of the of the church, and now they have been meeting every week, going from Genesis to Revelation, talking about why we need Jesus and who Jesus is, and this lady, girl woman is like a sponge just a sponge and she hasn't trusted christ as savior yet but it's going to happen so i got thinking about this 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 matter sir we would see jesus so today as we pray maybe maybe you could even name someone that you're praying for that's an unbeliever and say god would they today see jesus you, you may remember uh, me talking about uh, Nathan that uh, is in Nicaragua and uh, was in the military and then was a drug addict and alcoholic. And he was expelled from our Christian school a long time ago and and um, ended up trusting Christ as Savior. And now he's feeding 9,000 children a day in Nicaragua. Um, story I told a while back. The thing that brought him to Christ was not only his emptiness and not only his despondency, but his mom, over the years, just ingrained in him, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. He said, so when I got to the bottom of the barrel, that's all I heard in my head was trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And he said, I just said, Jesus, you're the only one that I know can help me. I want you to deliver me. And he said, I trusted Christ as Savior. Sir, we would see Jesus. Could we be praying about that today? Amen.